1: book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi,
2: I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod,
3: Pod Yourself, yourself
2: again. a Gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and talk talk about about it. It. We're very excited uh, for all of you joining us right now. Just one more reminder up top. uh, Give us five stars in review on iTunes. Help us out. Yeah, uh, we keep getting these
3: fucking people from uh some other sopranos podcast that doesn't exist coming doesn't in exist. And, and giving doesn't us one star reviews
2: yeah it it is very strange that all of our haters are people who immediately go this is bullshit. I'm going back to talking sopranos, which is like why would you well
3: yeah, why would why you, would you would invent you... some fictional podcast to just to name First check all, it in a review you know
2: exactly why would you name check a fictional podcast and second of all, what kind of fucking loser? you have to be that you need more than one Sopranos podcast in your life now of course if any of our listeners do listen to multiples uh well that's fine too glad, you're glad pretty, to have girl. you yeah very happy to have you here uh and once again the patreon patreon.com slash broadcast the eight dollar tier is of course pod yourself a shout out which we do at the very end of the episode all right let's get into it today our guest is who is uh, a fantastic human being you've heard him on the come town podcast you've seen him on comedy central ladies and gentlemen our guest today is stavros
4: Halkias. yeah how we doing boys thanks for having me thanks for coming on
2: i think i uh i think i fucked up your last name again I no feel like-
4: no sweat
2: I mean, doesn't you know, even matter
4: is it is it greek it does it is greek i have no pride in it it's all good my i'm <laughs> named no after pride? stavros halkius is my grandfather he's a piece of shit my dad's a piece of shit the name does has no it's mine i, I it would be weird to change it but i don't yeah. have any i don't respect it so every <laughs> time fair. it's fine if you mispronounce it no big deal
2: yeah, yeah, it's like a fuck you to uh, your family, That's especially right. the, the patriarchs of your family going back generations.
4: <laughs> exactly right. Who nice. I believe I and the other thing is it might not even actually be our family's name because just doing a little digging, my fan like that was the most common name from this island that like mm. our family comes from, and like we're talking four or five generations back, and the the story that is told after my aunt in Greece did a little digging is that that's that our great, great grandfather, like, Was fleeing off of gambling debts and changed his name (laughs) to the most common name from the island, so that so that he would not be able to be traced. You know, like back in like the fucking 1910s when it's like you know you just go to a new town, you name, and nobody knows who the fuck you are.
3: You know, the weird thing is my grand my great grandfather did the exact same thing. Like my real (laughs) last name is not Mancini either. Like he had some. I don't know if it was a gambling debt or something with the law. (laughs) But yeah, yes, like yeah, with a little digging, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's not your real last name."
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, he just he just saw Godfather Three and was like, "I want to name myself after Sonny Corleone's bastard child." That's what I want. <laughs> yeah.
4: So yeah, yeah, feel free to shit on the name as much as you want.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, never you know, fuck fuck everyone from from that island. I guess. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah.
3: You got to take pride Mark, in the name that your great grandfather chose to escape a gambling debt.
4: <laughs> that is true. That is the, that is the coolest thing. He's cool, way cooler than the immediate Halkies that I know. I'll give him that. My grandfather just, uh, just fucking was like a guy who played the lottery every day and never won, which is statistically seems impossible. And and he used all his money on birds, like exotic birds, in his apartment. In Athens. What? So, yeah, yeah. We're talking. <laughs> I mean, I'm guy. telling you, man, this is not a name. If I could be rid of this legacy, I would. But, what was so? So go ahead, Matt, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Call me Halkaius, whatever the fuck you want. What was the
3: most exotic bird or the most expensive bird that he owned?
4: You know, I will give him, I don't know, then I'll be honest. I I was, because the last time I saw them, I was maybe like nine or so, Mm. right? Or, um, you know, he was, by the time I went back when I was older, he was kind of, he had a tough time maintaining them, but Mm. they were, they were cool birds. I mean, we're talking like little fucking, they were colorful as fuck. He would literally, he would go all out. I mean, he's, he's spending like, he's using vitamins, like, he's the kind of guy that wouldn't let my grandmother uh, like leave the lights on because it mm. spent too much energy. Uh, mm. He was worried about that, but he would like buy his birds like vitamins so they would like <laughs> have fucking shiny ass coats. So <laughs> you know they were yeah. they were cute birds. I don't know what they were. I got I, he had a couple parrots, a couple you know we're talking tropical shit. Sure, yeah. She yeah did, did, not, believe, and did shit. not belong. Yeah, nothing that big. Smaller. No toucan. I would have I would loved the toucan, but yeah, small tropical shit is what we're talking about, and he loved them. Yeah.
2: So, are you a Sopranos fan?
4: Oh yeah, big time. Nice. Big time when did Sopranos you first
2: fan. When did you first see Sopranos? Was it when it was out, or did you catch it later?
4: No, not when it was out. When it was out, it was like, did we? I was. I do not come from an HBO household. Mm. Um, and you had
2: money for birds, but not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that was. That's where all the money went was to the fucking bird vitamins. Mm-hmm. Uh, no HBO. We did have. We had Greek t- Greek satellite TV, but no HBO. And, and so I didn't, and I was a big, me and my mom had like mafia movies were like our thing, you know, like my mom is like, she's a very straight, you know, my mom's a a great lady, but it's like some of the shit she loves will just, you would never get, she's like a nice cute little Eastern European woman that bakes cookies and shit. And she, she's the one that like introduced, she loved the Godfather, like the classics. Mm. And so we had that in common, but she was not a big it it didn't translate to, like, TV. So I didn't really come... I came to The Sopranos much later. Uh, I didn't really watch it until, I think, like, HBO, whatever the first... Was it Go or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. before yeah. Max? Like, a couple of years ago. So this is, like, you know, five years ago, maybe, I saw it. When I first moved to New York and I'm depressed as fuck. Mm-hmm. You guys are West Coast boys, but, like... That's the like you know moving to New York. Your first year is just so horrible. You you you're like none of your dreams are going anywhere. It doesn't feel like it's gonna happen. You're walking everywhere, but you're fatter somehow. You know what I mean? It's like so. It's like that winter. I just was. I I ran through all all the HBO shit. You know, like I mm-hmm. I had gotten access to HBO Go or whatever, and I'm just crushing the whole you know curb your enthusiasm. Whatever, Larry Sanders, Sopran- mm-hmm. and that was actually the first time I saw Sopranos, and I was like, "God damn, I cannot believe it took me this long to run through it." And and then I did a rewatch. It saved me, like, at a at a point in quarantine where it was like, you know, <laughs> right, like April, like maybe not, maybe like May, right before right. it got like kind of nut. It was like when you're just like, I've been here for two months, you're scared for your life, you're on the cusp of murdering your whole family. Yeah, dude, exactly, especially New York. Thank God, it was not my, it wasn't my family, it was just my fucking
3: roommates, which is worse, yeah. I guess.
4: Are you, and, and you're a,
3: you're a Philly guy? Yeah, no, I, I but, grew up in Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. In Baltimore. Oh, yeah.
4: okay. Yeah, 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 grew up in Baltimore. And so, I did a rewatch in like April through May, until the weather got nice, and you, and, and New York stopped being so scary. Mm. It was kind of like my crutch, because here, March was like, oh, you're gonna die if you go outside, is what Yeah, right. Like. So it really i mean it's uh it's it's and then you know I just kind of was really i i was so close to immediately starting it over once I saw the the finale in like May, but I was like, you gotta go outside you gotta walk yeah. outside. Man. it's like you can't do this I had gained like like you know over the first half of quarantine it was just like watching TV and ordering like seven seamless meals a day, you know, and it was like i can't i cannot watch the sopranos. All, I can't do four episodes a day, right yeah. without a without a fucking you know without a break. So.
3: Yeah, a lot of people but people, people say like, oh, you know, in New York, you got to eat the bagels or you got to you got to eat the pizza. You know, for me, like New York was about the seamless, like you could get <laughs> yeah, just oh, getting yeah. getting any delivery meal at any hour of the day. That was bro, and nice. I
4: live in Queens too, so it's like I live in a story which is the best, like in terms of like mid tier. Food, Mm -hmm. like, shit that comes in a plastic... Like, restaurants you go to with, like, you know, just, like, plastic uh, fucking tableware, like, not not real glasses and shit... It's got the best, like, like, any kind of food you want. So it was like – and, you know, during the, during the beginning, it's like you felt like a hero for ordering takeout. You're like, I'm, I'm helping these businesses survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? i yeah. got to get three appetizers every, for every meal. Yeah. I'm the lifeblood of this. I've got I've to gotta redistribute my podcasting wealth. Through Rangoons to keep <laughs> to keep the Queen's economy running. So. My favorite
3: delivery flex is when you order for yourself and they and it comes with like four sets of silverware because oh, they think bro. you're a family.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. One time I got the most. Su- I I ordered with a friend, Tim Dillon, comedian Tim Dillon. Yeah. This motherfucker ordered so much sushi, they gave him, like... It came in like what a sheet cake comes in. <laughs> right. Like a... Like, like, like a like, party tray. Like, yeah, like a, a party tray. And it, he wasn't sharing. He, like... I was, like... I was in awe. I was, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I have gotten three chopsticks, but I've never gotten the fucking sheet cake tray. But,
3: yeah, <laughs> man. It's, it was
4: It was nice to watch. It was good to see. I had a huge nice. stoner
3: roommate, and uh, the coolest thing I ever saw him do was... I was leaving the house around, like, 11 a.m., something or other, and uh, he had just ordered, like, a big Chinese food meal, and I came back to the house uh, after 6, and he was on the phone with the Chinese place, and he was like, Hey, do you remember my order from this morning? Can I just get that again?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Let me just... I'm sorry. I don't mean to take over your own podcast, but... I just need to... Yeah, yeah, I just no. need to sound, give him the, the fucking standing ovation That yeah. the idea to go like another round uh-huh, I like, get the same this, thing to do yeah, this yeah, with that. a sandwich this has been yeah. a dream of mine but to do that with a fucking Chinese yeah. order like, hey, barkeep yeah. keep it coming <laughs> it was, yeah. same
3: thing it's like when you're playing blackjack and you're like nah man let it ride just keep it let
4: yeah. it ride <laughs> I have tremendous respect for that man that I've never met respect to him yeah
2: that's badass well um, so from what it sounds like surprise uh, uh has saved your life a couple of times. It, ha-
4: it certainly has. No joke. Uh, I'm sorry. to. I know you guys did the whole intro of uh, the, a podcast that doesn't exist. But mm-hmm. I was – I don't listen. I'm not anymore. I'm off the sauce now. Good. But I there was a period where I was like – where it was new and it was fresh and it was like mm-hmm. exciting. And I was on mushrooms for the first time and it was like I was having a bad trip and just like – Listening to just voices from the sopranos, it wasn't even like I wanted to hear the podcast. It was like, I need mm. to hear Christopher speak right now yeah right. <laughs> and it was like and I started playing the fucking podcast, and it literally yeah. I did a bunch of mushrooms in my house, and then I was like, I went outside, and I'm not kidding it was the fucking the turning point for my for like my quarantine mental illness, Damn. like a mushroom. Tr- they, it could have been disastrous. I was just in my room freaking out. I hear I hear Michael Imperioli speak. I'm hitting a fucking bike ride. I'm going to. I'm take. I took the ferry into Manhattan. Like I was just like I was just like living a fucking carefree life. I'm just walking. I'm staying six feet apart from everyone. I walked up and down fucking the the East Side of Manhattan. It was like one of the most beautiful days I ever had, and it was no joke because I listened to the voice of a care character from the Sopranos (laughs) that's what got me out of it
2: well that's wild unfortunately that podcast doesn't it doesn't exist
4: I was hallucinating it on mushrooms.
2: absolutely then that's what happens when you're on (laughs) mushrooms. it's a beautiful dream
3: though (laughs) but of
4: of course there is
2: a podcast that does exist that talks about Sopranos and it's this very one we're on it baby you're on it and uh before we get started uh we must of course play the theme song
5: Pod yourself, your mama always said you'd be there.
2: Chosen Pod Podcast Pod 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 Pod
6: podcast
2: all right ladies and gentlemen today we are talking about uh from season four of the sopranos episode five pie oh my which uh which premiered on october 13th 2002 um vince can you uh break us off a little piece of that synopsis
3: ralph buys a racehorse but tony ends up more attached to it than ralphie is carmella starts trying to invest in her future
2: yep that's uh, that's, what, that's happened. what happened. That's yep. yeah. That's all. All of those those are the things. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was what was happening, Vince, while uh, this episode was uh, airing?
3: That's right. We need uh, context for our art, so we got to know what's happening at the time that this episode was was aired. And uh, for that, we go to the Remember When machine.
5: Walk, walk, Shoo, remember, remember then. then, then,
3: then, 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 then. Remember Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation. <laughs> That's right. This is uh this aired october thirteenth, two thousand two. Uh, a lot of things were going on. That was uh that was just after the Bali bombing. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that bombing. That was uh, you don't remember like the Bali bombing? Some
2: shit. Yeah, was it a nightclub?
3: Yeah, it was a nightclub okay. in Bali, it was like the nine eleven of the southern hemisphere basically. Don't you, I don't know how uh, I missed fucking that. Fucking
4: bootleg-ass 9-11. <laughs> Nobody yeah, gives a fuck. It. Let's be honest, bro. That wasn't on CNN that long. <laughs> we, were, we were fixing to get into Iraq, probably. Yeah. We were, <laughs> no one gave a fuck about that shit going on, dude. <laughs> oh,
3: On that note, uh, we got an article in the Times. Rumsfeld redraws war plans. Uh, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld said today... That he had ordered the military's regional commanders to rewrite all of their war plans to capitalize on precision weapons, better intelligence, and speedier deployment. That way, cool. he said, the military could even begin combat operations on less notice and with far fewer troops than thought possible or even wise before the September 11 attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah, yeah. should have maybe listened to that impulse um yeah the beltway sniper still on the loose reward oh
4: dude i remember that motherfucker that was right in my backyard we were oh that's right fuck. yeah you're in baltimore I grew up in baltimore yeah 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 that was a big one. Oh my god that places me right away my dad had a white van he's a oh my no dad's a, uh 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 uh, contractor, and that was like the... That's what they told you to look yeah. out for, was a white van. He came they to f- pick me up from basketball <laughs> practice, and everyone scattered. Yeah. He was
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the biggest... I w- listened to the podcast about how they caught the guy, and that was like the biggest mistake throughout the entire investigation, was that like they weren't ever driving a white cargo truck. Uh, yeah. But like someone saw it in the first attack and that became like the thing even and they're everywhere like there's a fucking yeah. white box truck everywhere so oh, the, greek town yeah. was
4: full of the sniper if that's the case yes every, every fucking <laughs> dad i grew up around was a fucking contractor with a white van <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah. a second
2: so it, it
3: wasn't a white van no he had that, a Chevy so like a lincoln right no he had a chevrolet caprice classic a caprice that yeah. he had like a little bullet like a little uh gun sight hole drilled in the in the trunk
2: oh yeah that's right they like literally could go prone in the fucking yeah Yeah, yeah. he He was laying down
3: yeah yeah exactly shout out to them
4: though fucking a a watermark (laughs) for black serial killers that's right yeah Yeah. what i mean it's like it's like we need more it's like it's there's not enough for representation exactly it It was a big point of pride in baltimore
3: uh most importantly we got you know a lot of sopranos news uh, in the news at on this weekend Crazy. that's right so uh you know October 13th it's actually uh indigenous people's day uh, weekend a- aka Columbus day
2: in this house oh, Columbus was a hero
3: yeah so we got two articles about the sopranos one in the post uh this is on October 13th um sopranos off key say fans um what <laughs> brutal brutal yeah. fucking pun. Uh, With last week's brouhaha (laughs) over cast members of The Sopranos planning to attend tomorrow's Columbus Day Parade, uh, the line between TV and reality was once more blurred in this city, uh, where mob opera characters have been adopted... Once more. The first
2: time was (laughs) 9-11. The second time
3: was this. According to the Post's internet poll... Many viewers despised last week's episode, which focused on anti-Italian sentiment on the national holiday, with some fans saying whoever was responsible should be whacked.
2: Oh Oh my god. God. Imagine the fucking guidos of the time (laughs) who decided to partake in an online poll to express their their discomfort with the anti-Italian-American sentiment on The Sopranos. You have to be... Oh, you got to be sweaty. They well, learned be-
4: computers just to vote in that poll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is 2002. They had no idea.
2: <laughs> they, they went and bought Adele specifically for <laughs> yeah. it.
3: We always talk about, you know, like the Scarface poster guy who's watching The Sopranos for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. uh, this poll, this article's full of them. It's just sort of like a, uh, you know, almost like an anthropological study of that kind of person. Um, yeah. One poll respondent, baffled by the relevance of episode three to the mafia underworld, wrote... The Sopranos is now about as daring and exciting as Bonanza. Another commented <laughs> if this was the first How season of The Sopranos, HBO would have no choice to pull it off the air. <laughs> uh,
5: it's,
2: like I'm trying to figure out what they hated about it. Like like you know oh, there were some cool. people who hated that they were downplaying uh, a- anti Italian American um, sentiment. Like, there's some people who didn't like that the moral of it was, like, fuck identity politics. And then there's some people who were like, Tony didn't kill nobody this episode. (laughs)
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think just the fact that they they entered it as a point of discussion that Christopher Columbus maybe was sort of bad <laughs> that right, even yeah. one character yeah, on yeah. the show <laughs> held that opinion even if they if that character was proven to be a fucking idiot which he wasn't right like mm-hmm. the fact that and I, and i didn't prepare for this one but tony has that monologue where he's talking to silvio about like yeah. it's cuz you're smart not cuz you're italian they're probably yeah. fucking pissed if i had to right.
3: Guess. Uh, According according to our poll, about 60% of respondents want to see more mob action in The Sopranos (laughs) and say this season has become sleepy and melodramatic. 32% think the show has only been pretty good this year, while about 22% said the series was somewhat disappointing. Uh, Chief among the beef of some fans is that the show's writers have left viewers hanging over some of the best storylines from last season, such as what Mm. happened to the Russian mobster and his cronies. Uh, and a few I got bad news for you you're never gonna fucking (laughs) find out and if you
2: hate that shit wait till you get to the fucking ending this
3: is my my favorite part more than 17% of poll participants want to see more of sexy Adriana Moltisanti's girlfriend (laughs) oh
4: my god hilarious
3: (laughs) brutal Well, you also have
4: to. You also have to think. This is the most supercharged Guidos have ever been. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they're yeah. they're just a year out of nine eleven. Yeah, that's they true. They are. Fu- that's like uh, like uh, a a person of color doing terrorism in New York is like. They're like, that's like Superman with sunlight. You know what I mean? Like the further they get from, the further they get from Arabs killing New Yorkers, the more their powers dissipate. But Guido's right now are supercharged, bro. So when you, when you, in 2002, you got these motherfuckers fucking mad about everything. So you know they're going to be acting up on when it comes to Sopranos polls. Mad
3: and entitled too. Just like, yeah, yeah. they fucking, fuck with us. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
2: I don't come to this show for the fucking discourse, okay? Yeah. I come here for the mafia doing crimes.
3: So, of course, uh, two days after this, you know, or the day after the show aired, was the Columbus Day parade, and mm. uh, Mayor Bloomberg wanted to march with uh, Lorraine Bracco and Dominic Chinez, uh you know, from the show. Shout out Uncle and June. and they mm-hmm. they sued to make sure that he couldn't do that. Um, and so there's an article about what Bloomberg was doing instead uh, in the in, in the in the Times uh, headline with linguini like this. Who needs marching? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> meanwhile, in Rudy the Bronx, stuff. there was stuffed artichoke and linguini with clams, and Dominic Cianesi on the guitar singing Neapolitan folk music. Uh, ne- I mean, Laurie- really,
2: is just Junior in real life. <laughs>
3: Time will tell if shunning a major ethnic heritage parade was a political miscalculation, but in the Belmont neighborhood yesterday, a few seemed miffed that Mr. Bloomberg decided to skip the annual Columbus Day Parade on Fifth Avenue. What do I think about the mayor? Asked Frank Bocanfuso as he ate ziti a few tables away from Mr. Bloomberg at Dominic's restaurant.
2: As he shoved fistfuls
3: of gobble
2: down his throat. I think he
3: knows good food. Uh, Mr. Bocanfuso, (laughs) like many Italian-Americans from this part of the Bronx, now comes to the neighborhood just for lunch. And he was happy to see that Mr. Bloomberg chose to eat in the small restaurant rather than attend the parade, whose organizers told the mayor that he could not march with Mr. Cianese and Miss Bracco, two stars of The Sopranos. Man. They should have been allowed to march, Mr. Bocanfuso, a real estate (laughs) developer from Purchase, (laughs) New York, said about the two actors. So he's making a statement, and maybe that's compounding the mistake.
2: I just, like, I, I'm I'm imagining, like, uh, journalists going up to a guy <laughs> eating in a diner and going, yeah. hey, you're an Italian. What do yeah. you think? <laughs> he's like, well, as a spokesperson for the Italian people, let yeah. me say, yeah, they should have let him on. That's
3: real checkered tablecloth journalism right there. Oh, right very too. much. 100%. Yeah. Very much.
4: They got the same treatment as, like, Trump voters.
3: Oh yeah, they got they got, <laughs> they
4: got profiled left and right Italians on Columbus Day.
3: <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that's. Oh wait, we got to do the songs and all that shit. Uh, the top movies in America: Red Dragon, Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Brown Sugar, and The Transporter. Wow, uh, okay, that's you, the one. You got me at the last
4: one. Yeah, yeah. I was th- like, damn, I don't remember any sweet. What was Sweet Home Alabama? Who's in that?
3: That's Reese Witherspoon. Went back that's to right. Alabama. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. Fell in love with and Josh Red Dragon, Luka's. of
2: course. That's uh, that's the the other the Hannibal prequel. Oh yes, yeah, yes,
4: yeah. Damn, what a fucking weird time for culture, huh? <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> like those are the fucking move. Like <laughs> yeah. Transporter, of course. Salute, but damn. Yeah. That's a
3: weird. That's a weird lineup. Uh, no
2: idea what Brown Sugar is.
3: I think, uh, I I think it's Tay Diggs, but I'm not going to look it up. It
5: it (laughs) sounds right. (laughs) Uh,
3: The top pop song was "A Moment Like This" by Kelly Clarkson. Oh uh, mm-hmm.
4: fuck. Yes, oh yeah, dude. she's
2: talking about um nine <laughs> <Yeah>. eleven. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and the top rock song was uh Never Again by Nickelback.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. That's the uh the their Holocaust song, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh and that's uh that's been the Remember When machine.
2: All right. Well nice. now let's get into the episode. Um like uh Vince said, this is uh the episode in which Ralph buys a racehorse uh, and Tony, you know, decides to take a piece of it um, because that's what he does, and Carmela wants to start investing. Uh, a very uh, boring synopsis, which is why uh, I am going to present the Botta B stories uh, in the <laughs> in the form of a song. Didn't A horse is a horse, of course, of course. The mafia swarms the club-crazy horse. Tony, of course, steals Ralphie's horse, whose name is Pie, oh my. Janice enforces Junior's course, reminds Bobby he used to be a workhorse. Bobby extorts the union vote in episode Pie, oh my. Carmella wants to sign a trust, of course. Tony is like, what if we divorce? The maid is forced to own the horse who's sick and made to die. Adriana becomes an FBI source, she snitches until... Her voice is hoarse. She feels remorse. Shoots up some horse, and now she's high. Oh
5: my!
4: Very nicely done. Uh, very it's nice. Embarrassing. Very nice. Every <laughs> time. No, you did and great. Every that time, time I do it, I do it anyway. I like that you pre-recorded. Um, but yeah, that
2: this covers one. it. This is uh, the episode in which um, you know it's very. Uh, this is a horse-themed episode. Yeah, we know. Um, a lot we open. Of horse stuff. We open at the horse Crazy got...
3: Horse nightclub. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, Adriana's. Club, um, and you know, she does what everybody always says is a great idea, which is uh, to open a nightclub with the mafia
5: and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never
4: gone bad,
2: <laughs> no, that always goes good, yeah. And she's so she's especially got- and not just that, but like manage
3: it, you know, yeah, be yeah. the owner, be
4: intimately involved with it. Uh-huh.
3: She's got it's- high <laughs> hopes, she's like, This is gonna be my ticket to uh, m- music exec stardom, uh, yeah. Well,
4: that's the thing, she's getting her start uh running a biz running a bar with the mafia, but she's trying she's only using it to get a foothold in the incredibly secure business of uh rock band management in the in early two thousands. Yeah. Or the mid two thousands. Like what the fuck? so she's got a
3: plan, Vince. Yeah. My favorite uh thing about Adriana is that it's basically canon that she has terrible taste in music by this yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I wonder when they ask the band uh, to be in this episode, uh, if they realize, like, oh yeah, we're like a band that Adriana likes, and thus we are basically a joke by, uh, yeah, the, the, you the show.
4: I hope is. I wonder if it's an actual band with their real. I don't even remember what they were playing. Uh, but a
2: few of them are actual bands. This band called is- No
3: Soap Radio.
4: Yeah. No Soap Radio. You so, mean they had like a local Jersey band or some shit playing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And they're like real bands that like are, you know, like signed and whatnot. And yeah, it must suck to be like, hey, you've been chosen to be the
4: fucking, you know, the <laughs> band Adriana believes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
3: uh, this was, there's no Wikipedia page for No Soap Radio, but uh, they do show up in the page for a band called The Crash Moderns. Uh, mm. Before the crash, Moderns' frontman Danny Roselle was in the band No Soap Radio. He is also an occasional fill-in member of the band Drama Rama. Uh, nice. Some of the uh, influences cited by the band include the Beatles, the Cars, the Descendants, <laughs> Weezer, Jimmy Eat World, Elvis Costello, Motion Hell City yeah. Soundtrack, and Cheap Trick. Wow. Motion City soundtrack sneaking into that
4: lineup at the end. Uh, yeah, it's, I guess every time I think like it's stupid to devote your life to stand up comedy, which I've done, (laughs) I'm like, oh, I could have been in like, shitty rock band in the 2000s like going like thinking that was gonna work
3: yeah but here's (laughs) the thing (laughs) that shitty rock band get got laid after every shitty show and uh that's true as a comedian i don't know never really (laughs) i you know
4: i even when i wasn't popping when i didn't have my own fans i got surprised more pussy than i deserved i will say that i will put it that way it wasn't it was i i had a very sexual like when I opened for people, my big closer was about eating pussy. I mean the whole yeah, – it was mm. engineered yeah, to was like engineered. get pussy. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like – and if you struck just – if right after the show, while the mm-hmm. magic – you were famous for about 40 minutes. It was like Cinderella. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Right?
4: It's like, it's like an hour after. It's like the shit turns into a pumpkin and no one gives right. a fuck who you are. But <laughs> if there's as, a girl yeah. who's, dr- who's drunk and for some reason thinks you're faint, – doesn't understand how – Comedy works and thinks you're also famous because you opened for a famous guy. Oh, yeah you could get head in the, at the W in Boston real quick, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, soon, and while her friend was knocking on the door, asking where are, excuse where are you, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, shut up. She's under my spell. <laughs> I on. only have until the, the t-
2: strike of midnight. <laughs> the time's running out.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, it's interesting. Cause she's, you know, like she's, she is getting into like the business of, uh, you know, like, owning a club and booking bands as a way to get into uh the music industry which is also the course that i feel like a lot of like uh independent comedy club owners have done where you know they they themselves they start the club just to like hang out with the boys which is uh totally i wonder if
3: uh i wonder if music managers are as uh predatory as like, people who are aspiring oh, comedy. Of course. 100%. <laughs> people, I feel yeah. like aspiring comedy producers are probably, like, the worst group of people that I've... Uh... Been, they're, they're been lucky enough to
4: con- be in contact with? Any type of aspiring manager of anything.
2: Yeah, anyone who aspires to middle management. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, 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 as- yeah, yeah. As- Basically, when you aspire to like just leech off of other people's talent, you're probably yeah. uh, a, yeah. a piece of shit.
4: It's the way o- – only good managers, it's like the way – like cops shouldn't if you want to be a cop you shouldn't allowed to be be a cop. Like yeah. it should be the kind of thing where you have to lose a lottery and it's like yeah. fuck I got to be a cop for 10 y- years. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what that's the only good managers are people that were like involved in some shit and realized they had like they had a talent for like getting to know people, you know, just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. were that like people that sort of or like, oh, I guess I never thought about it, but
5: mm-hmm.
4: I'm kind of good at this. That's the only time anyone has been good. Somebody who's like 19 and is like, I really want to get into taking 10% of somebody <laughs> else's work. <laughs> like- I like,
3: I really like your theory there, like your, your fix for that. I think that is how... That's how cops should work. That's how politicians should work. Mm-hmm. That's how, like, yeah. Little League coaches and, like, Boy Scout <laughs> oh, leaders,
5: yes,
2: yes, like, 900%.
3: anybody who raises his hand is like, no, uh, nope. we want the guy yeah. who's grumbling the most about yeah, having yeah, to do yeah. it.
2: Also, yeah, uh, men, men in porn, that's how it should work, too.
5: Because
2: <laughs> yeah. it's like, they, you know, there's a few dudes in porn, and they have a lock on it, and it's super totally. unfair. And it's less embarrassing if the government forces you to do the porn. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, You're hey, like I have no
4: choice. I'm doing my part for everyone to beat off. Yeah, That's right. how, exactly. I know my yeah. dick's not big. I know. <laughs> I know we have to pause four times during penetration for her to suck me off, just so I can get a little something going. And I'm not happy about it either. But it's what it was either this or serving Afghanistan, and this is what I chose instead. <laughs> I,
2: I'm doing so this. For it was either a lot this or country. the Peace Corps.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh so this uh episode you know a- a adriana we can start with her storyline a bit yeah. but let's just do like some general thoughts on the episode as a whole um my my, my general thing is this is like an episode speaking of like managers taking 10 percent like this is kind of uh you see everyone kind of getting their like parasite on mm. like you've got tony um just yeah. Yeah, like Tony decides to claim a piece of pie, oh my. You've got Carm wants to claim her piece of Tony's money. Mm-hmm. You got Janice wants to claim Bobby and like also ja- claim oh. Carmella's Janice, lasagna.
4: I, yeah, just I just mm-hmm. she's the MVP of this <laughs> yeah. episode oh, to me. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, a thousand percent. She's this is one of the best Janice performances. And going into the episode, it's like when we were just emailing about it. Mm-hmm. I. You know, we were talking off before we start recording, where it's like, oh, I, I kind of just assumed this was the one where, like, not no spoil. I mean, I don't know. Can you spoil, like, you know, yeah. what happens next? Is like, you know, I thought this was the thrilling conclusion of the Paiomai right, saga, right, right. where it's a lot more violent. But this was a lot of setting shit up, and to me what stood out was just how fucking beautiful Janice was. like you she's see amazing. her at her most sociopathic yeah. <laughs> yeah even more this is she is more evil here than when she murdered Richie April it's not right, even yeah. close yeah no she, 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 she stole Sve, Svetlana's leg and right. shit yeah, like that right.
2: yeah 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 this
4: is so this is she's in fucking rare form here mm-hmm. this, she was yeah. so good
3: this is almost motiveless like her whole motive is that uh, she found out that Bobby like genuinely loved his wife and she was like I want to possess this man yeah yeah yeah, right and her way to do that is to like is is doing the classic sociopath thing where you just mimic what normal humans do and and
2: still and still cut corners because that's the thing she's she's still cutting corners on normal human shit for example she decides to uh claim carmelo's lasagna as her own And then in order to, like, try to get Junior to see, you know, that Bobby is still a good worker, she takes JoJo's
4: uh, fucking yeah. whatever she Chicken Marsala. Over. Chicken Marsala. Yeah, and decides and so, to claim only, that as hers. Not only <laughs> that, but verbatim says yes. the exact same direction as JoJo says to Bobby, but mm-hmm. to fucking Junior and Murph. She's like, yeah. you have egg noodle? Like, verbatim, line for line, just so beautiful mm-hmm. um,
3: so, my question there I feel like I missed the part they, they didn't show the part where Janice actually like got the the lasagna, the lasagna. from Co- yeah, Carmela. Yeah, Car- no, like I we saw Carmela so. making some sauce that Tony tastes uh, yeah, and then right. and then Junior susses it out because it's like the telltale sweet sausage that he yeah, knows.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sweet sausage exactly. and the basil
2: under the cheese or which,
4: whatever. Which I have to say, like I, at first I was like a little like, oh, this. At first I was like impressed by Junior, but then I thought I was thinking back to my Greek childhood, and I'm like, I could tell you every single one of my aunt's pasticcio and what it what what like you know what I mean. Who yeah. used what noodles? Like mm-hmm. Junior <laughs> was on it, and yeah, you don't see it, but it's clearly like. She's yeah. running a fucking po- a, a fucking lasagna ponzi scheme really? you know which is just like taking pe- taking shit from everyone and well, just pretending she can cook Ponzi was um, an
3: Italian immigrant so i have to imagine yeah. that he was running lasagna and ziti before he ever got Absolutely. into
2: it so, Can i just say as a jew i'm so glad that ponzi existed uh, because yeah. <laughs> you know that that would be named like a Goldberg
4: scheme. Crazy. Yep. You know what? I never even thought of that. That's yeah. one of the biggest upsets in history. Yeah. The Ponzi yeah, scheme yeah. is not
3: named for a Jew. Yeah. That's like
4: one of the big feathers in the Italian cat to take that from Jews. We got him.
3: We got him. <laughs> and by uh, the way, so, like if you're looking yeah. to make like Carmela's lasagna at home, and I have to imagine many people have tried. I I would suggest, uh, you know, the basil layer that she's famous for. You, yeah, you gotta chop the basil first because if you just put it in there as leaves, you're like trying to bite through the leaves, and it makes and you like you take all the cheese topping off with it when you try to bite through the basil. So like that's now, my. I was
2: thinking that exact thing. I was like, it feels like that's very leafy. Like you wouldn't enjoy it as much. But, yeah, I uh...
4: wonder. I wonder. I was thinking about that too, and I wonder. Carmela is like such a fucking like beast in the kitchen. Like yeah. that's one thing that has been, that's like a, a a common thread where it's like, I wonder if it's almost like a flex to be able to, it's almost like decorative. And it's like, mm. you'd think it'd be bad. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe she's blanching the leaves for a second. Mm-hmm. I've really, i put some thought into this, but you're right <laughs> too much in the hands of an unskilled chef. Don't overleaf it because it's yeah. going to be fucking. And it might also be quality basil. Who knows? You know? Yeah, that's just yeah. her yeah. trademark
3: yeah. move. It's like when John Woo has like the pigeons flying around in the background <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you yeah, know it's him. Yeah. That's like yes. her with the basil. It's leaf. the
2: J.J. Abrams lens flare. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so
2: with the Janice storyline, we start out with uh, she's straight up spying on Bobby uh, from uh, Livia's old house, which uh, she yeah. now lives in. Right,
4: and uh but, her and first she, scam, her first scam she she successfully <laughs> ran, she's yeah, got the yeah. house she did yeah, she, she beat Tony, the, the house. house is hers,
2: yeah, and she's using the same binoculars, I realized as uh that Livia used back when she used to like spy on the the black postal workers and be like <laughs> yeah. what are you up to and uh she's you know she's using it for similarly nefarious means and so she sees Jojo who's uh Mikey's uh widow yes. Mikey's Mikey is the guy who, yeah mm. and he got, uh, you know, he got like uh, staple guns in the chest and stuff like that, and then eventually he just gets, uh, he gets shot. He gets Partly whacked the junior's while
3: uh, Polly is trying to itch himself to death with the right, exactly. with- yeah, on a jog,
4: on a jog, yeah, on he, a jog. He gets, whacked, he gets whacked, on a jog, and uh, he tells Jojo, I believe, to take a mitol. Is the last yeah, thing yeah. he tells him? Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and Jojo, by the way, is looking right. Oh, well, I know. She's I got know. the new hair. She's got better hair this mm-hmm. season, and she's clear. This is clearly some kind of like uh mafia rehoming like foster yes. foster bitch situation <laughs> that they just like they, they just like hook you up with like your wife dies? Well look we got plenty we got plenty of widows around here. <laughs> so they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we mean, got hey Bobby, we got you the hottest one. It's yeah. also
3: Bobby's in that moment like you after like in the forty minutes after the show. Like he he has that same like four you know like four weeks after his wife dies. He's mm-hmm. still got like the widower glow. He's
4: got yeah, the and they're glow. all
2: they're all more horny for him because he's taking it so bad they're just yeah. like oh fuck give him more ziti maybe suck his dick a little bit like well,
4: I, you know it's i think that's certainly an element but that i think more than anything it just shows like because you you janice is definitely despicable here right oh, yeah but at yeah, the yeah. same time all of all of these like just mafia retreads are a hundred percent they're the, they're doing the same shit as janice none of mm-hmm. these women like love bobby they just see a fucking made guy who mm-hmm. seems like the least piece of shit po- like right, bobby right. on the fucking on the thrift store mafia market is a fucking <laughs> yes. It's like you know what i mean it's like finding a a thousand a, a dollar suit at a goodwill yeah. is bobby he's like whoa yeah. he, he's probably not gonna hit you he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like he's just yeah, yeah. he's a good earner like he's pretty high up there and it's like you could do a lot worse than Bobby, so I think yeah. they're all—they don't even give a fuck. It doesn't matter what Bobby is up to. I think they're all—they're all just not as good as as Janice. No, at yeah, doing no. This, no. Janice know?
2: is a fucking pro. She has it in yeah. her blood, and they—they uh, so they the, have this great interaction, okay. which uh, which I have a, a clip of.
6: Listen, I, I can't stay. I, I just uh, brought Bobby Jr. a couple Xbox games. A friend of mine burned for him. Jojo.
7: Hi! Wow. What are you doing here? I made Bobby and the kids some of my chicken Marsala. It's times like this. I remember when I lost Mikey. It's impossible to think about food,
6: but like the president says, we have to keep going.
2: Uh-oh. Where were you, when
6: you know what that sound turning? means,
2: ladies and gentlemen. It's time <laughs> for it our too. new segment, Who Did 9-11? In which we ask our guest, who did 9-11? So, uh, Steph, who did nine
4: yeah. eleven? Um, well, let me just say real fast uh, what went down with Building Seven. Let's just keep oh, that yeah, in yeah. mind. Nine eleven, nine eleven. What I would I, I would suggest everyone check out that video of an Australian guy singing about it. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm gonna have to say I I mean it's it's very clearly the Saudi royal government. <laughs> like, sure. I, think, I think my favorite thing that's ever happened on the internet is when they threatened Canada. Do you guys remember that they had like no. they made a meme? I vaguely remember that. What, what the, was the that? Saudi official Twitter or like some kind of like it's not like a guy; it's like affiliated with the government or so, of, of some kind. It mm-hmm. made a meme, and it the caption was something like, you know, those who don't mind their business get like. Yeah. You know. I don't remember what happened, Damn. and it was a meme of Damn. like a plane flying into. I don't know what you know. There were what Canada's fucking World Trade Center is. It's a giant maple was, tree. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know what it what it was like Rocky and Bullwinkle, but it was like them it was it was a it was like a meme they made of a plane flying into a a Toronto building like some huge Toronto building and it was just <laughs> oh, like the
3: CN Tower, yeah.
4: Maybe the CN Tower and it was like they were just straight up like, "Yeah, look, but like" ask about us you you know yeah. listen this this George Bush did this Bush did 911 shit is cute but let's be honest you motherfuckers know who was really behind this yeah.
3: shit people also <laughs> really? kind of sleep on the fact that like they they hacked the richest man in the world's dick pics like because mm-hmm. like the fucking and, and, and like the saudi yes leader yeah, the leader of their country sent jeff bezos a whatsapp message and mm-hmm. then they use that to like hack his phone and fucking leak his pics because he didn't he, he, like, reneged on some bullshit deal with them after they chopped up one of his employees. Yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah that's right.
3: Yeah, yeah they man. reneged I mean, on they... the free shipping that Prime does. And then... <laughs> <That's>,
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are our child whores? Where are our Filipino <laughs> child whores? You said we'd get Prime. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Honestly... Those motherfuckers are on a real win streak.
5: Yeah. I mean, until yeah. the
4: oil runs out, those fucking guys are, are fucking batting a thousand and respect to them, honestly. Yeah, no, no. And their weddings where it's just the boys. Like, yeah. they just, they just, like, <laughs> yes. all the women have to be in a separate room while the fellas dance weddings. and eat lamb together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that. They got it figured out, bro. They got it, made.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's who did 9 <laughs> It reminds me of going to, like, Uh, The Greek festival up in, uh, up in, uh, Novato. That we'd go to, my friend lived by it, so we go. There. And I love when they do like the traditional dances, and then like yeah. the men are wearing, it's like they're like birds because the men have on like these brightly colored outfits, and they're doing these crazy like the jump kicks, shit. and yeah, then yeah, the, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the yeah. women are kind of just like standing off in the background, sort of like to, like toe tapping or something. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very when you where, there's like there's different show off dances, and it's like the ones where you're really flexing. It's all it's just the fellas. Yeah, it's <laughs> like there's no need. There's some other ones where the girls are involved too but the boys are really going crazy it's pretty good it's pretty (laughs) tight stuff yeah so the saudis
2: the saudis did 9 11 and um let's get back to uh janice and uh jojo um first of all so far so far in this clip uh what i loved was uh that she mentions the fact that uh, she had a friend burn some Xbox games, for them. <laughs> yeah. like there's there's a little there's a little bit of pride in her voice there, and to be honest, I'm proud of her too because uh, you know that's not it's not an easy feat, you know. Back in the that day, hard you to know? do. it
4: was not as easy as fucking music. I'll tell you that much. No, you needed a whole, there's a whole rigmarole you got to do. No, yeah, games. you
2: had to have a guy who could burn games. It was, uh, it, you know, so you know she's got the hook up, and I and that tells
4: that. you a little something about Janice. Like this is. She's like she is a good grifter. Like that's yeah the one thing I wanted. To, the the I, I had this thought even before we were gonna do the podcast, and uh, this episode just really reinvigorated it with me. It's like I'm I'm looking forward to the many saints in Newark, but the prequel yeah. I want is Janice. I Janice know. goes yeah. to fucking India and then goes to Seattle. I want to see like,
2: fucking Pravati yeah. in
3: India. I want to see uh, that's my.
2: That's my Emily in Paris.
4: Is 100%. Pavani in, in India.
3: India. Yes, I want to see the Harpo custody battle. Harpo.
4: <laughs> she brings up Harpo. This child she fucking abandoned in a later scene where she's trying to like, she's trying to like talk about what a good, what, how hard it is to be a parent. There's some fucking French guy on the sucking dick on the streets right now in Montreal for those fucking bagels. And it's all because she, she left. He just wants some sesame seed little fucking bagels and he's blowing some guy at the Mount royale park and And it's like and she's the best
2: she's using it specifically to like strong arm him into getting back to work which is like uh, this like that's peak janice fucking is she trying to get
3: into uh, is she just trying to manipulate him or is she actually trying to have like mafia clout through this
2: i i think she's she knows that like she's already decided i'm into bobby like bobby's Mm. gonna be my next guy and she – but she doesn't want to date him if he's going to fucking, like, lose his status in the right. fucking mafia. Right. Like, it's
4: I don't – I think it's that it's Bob – it's not that – she he's the meal ticket, right? Yeah, And it's yeah. like – whereas, whereas like – I think you're absolutely right, Matt. I, whereas, like – you know what? I don't know. Maybe JoJo would just be with Bobby because it's one of those things where it's like she doesn't have anybody. She probably wouldn't give that much of a fuck if he wasn't, like, high up in the mob. Right. But Janice is like – no, this is my fucking, this guy is worthless. I would yeah. rather, I would rather go fuck that narcoleptic again <laughs> yeah. than, than Bobby if he's fucking bumped down. You yeah. know what I mean? If he's not a captain anymore or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like Bobby's useless to me. That's that's what I think. She's just like, well, am I wasting my time here? I think that's what it is. She's like, because I think if if Bobby doesn't, um, if he doesn't, do the thing for junior i think Jane is split i think she's it's over yeah yeah i think she goes back to hunting you know what i yeah. mean
0: the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued
1: resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from.
2: Um, she wants to know that, like Bobby, who she is, you know, trying to like, you know, stake as hers is not gonna like fall off and like not be high up in the because her brother is fucking Tony, and at the end of the day, what she really wants is to challenge Tony for power. Well, that's and yeah. So she, yeah. So she's trying to like attach herself to somebody who's also gonna reach, you know, these mm-hmm. high levels. Um, so she can whisper
3: yeah. in his ear and probably get him whacked at some point.
2: Yes, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah She yeah. just so she can cause more drama because that's her favorite thing.
3: But there's yeah. um there's so many live. beautiful subtle aspects to the scene. I mean, other than like the obvious stuff with Janice, uh, you know, stealing other people's food. Um, mm-hmm. also like throwing shade at JoJo for having her kid on Ritalin. <laughs> on
4: a Ritalin, yeah. um, <laughs> it's like your kid is homeless, bitch. That yeah. fucking you abandoned your kid. <laughs> You put a fucking eight-year-old in a basket in front of a fucking, in front of some fucking Catholic church in Montreal fucking 20 years ago, and you're talking about this woman who's got her kid on Ritalin? Oh, she, she's no. incredible, dude. She's so good. and, yeah,
2: then, and I actually, I, I oh. have a clip of the, the rest of uh, Janice and JoJo talking.
7: Anytime you want to drop Sophia and little Bobby off, don't be shy. How is uh, Michael Jr. doing on the Ritalin show? The way they medicate kids today, it's the answer for everything. And then they wonder why teenagers get hooked on drugs. If a child had
4: diabetes,
7: you'd give him insulin. I didn't mean it like that.
4: You do oh, drugs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you
7: mean? Bobby, put it in a 350
5: oven for 20 minutes. You just want to heat it.
4: Yeah, uh, and that's what she says. By the way, that's exactly what Janice says to fucking. To yeah, Jr. right. Yeah. Put yeah. it in the three fifty. But yeah, she's incredible.
3: Meanwhile, I love. Uh, I, I usually I have a thing where I fucking despise child actors, but uh, yeah. Bobby Jr. is such a perfect little he's like mini perfect. Guido. Perfect.
4: Yeah, he's perfect, and the contempt he has for fucking Janice. Yeah, but also both the kids do. And but also how quickly he's won over when the fucking. The lasagna's good. pretty good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that is, that is what it would be like as a little fat kid. It's like, if some dumb bitch I didn't like was trying to be my mom and then like, she came home with like a good ass peat, like some good pizza, I'd be like, all right, this is fucking, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll chill out for the next two hours because of how good it. this food is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it
2: seems like, uh, like Bobby Jr. and, uh, the sister, like they have like an unspoken pact to not fuck with, like to, to not, uh, give any positive reinforcement to Janice? Because Janice is, yeah. is, like, in this scene trying to be like, oh, tell me, tell them about the blimp we saw. And they're both, like, looking at each other and they're just like, big fucking deal. And so, I don't know. It feels like they're doing their best to make sure... Yeah. Like, they see through Janice's fucking yeah. grift.
4: And they're think, like,
2: don't do it, Dad.
4: I think that's to- I don't even think it's an unspoken pact. I think it's just, like, they see... They are smarter than Bobby is. <laughs> like, yeah. they realize yeah. what a phony Janice is. Like, yeah. I don't think they'd be that rude to, like, let's say JoJo or somebody. Because that other person would understand the boundaries a little better. They yeah. just see that Janice is overstepping their shit. That's what they don't like. I don't think they... They could just see what... A, they they understand it way more than Bobby, who is so depressed. Yeah. He can't, he's not smart to begin with, but yeah. he's really fucking... Down in the fucking dump this episode. It's
3: like their instinctive reaction to her neediness. It's like when you when you meet like an old person out, you know, like at mm-hmm. the coffee shop or at the restaurant and they try mm-hmm. to they do that thing where they're 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 like transparently trying to trap you in a conversation and you can just <laughs> oh, feel yeah. that like, ooh, you know, this person like, really needs to talk to someone and it's just like the most uh repellent Thing ever? Yeah,
4: I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, they they want out so bad. Yeah. they're pissed. <laughs> if, they, if they if they never saw Janice again for the rest of their lives, it would it would be the best thing that ever happened to
3: them. You know, she goads him into doing his job, basically. Yeah, and so he goes mm-hmm. and he has to intimidate the head of a union. And uh, I liked this scene because we get like a new, uh, like a new aspect, a new perspective on Bobby that you don't usually get. We we've never yeah. seen. I agree. I agree hundred percent. I love that. Yeah, we don't, we'd never seen intimidating Bobby before. And yeah. uh, it turns out, like, this guy who's mostly just a punching bag is uh, actually pretty good at uh, intimidation. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. He's actually
4: kind of
3: scary, which yeah. is
4: surprising. Cause... You
3: forget that he's actually, like, a huge guy. and uh... Right.
4: He's huge, and he's also, like, has risen pretty far. Like, we learn later in the series that he's he hasn't killed anybody, but you can tell Bobby's fucked people up. He's probably, like, yeah. you know, he, I mean... It is, it's one of those things, it's like when you see, it's like if you ever see, you ever play like pick up hoops and some Mm -hmm. guy that played D1 college is there Mm -hmm. and he was a bench, never played, right? Never played in the actual games and he's fucking everyone up. You're like, this guy is like as good as Jordan and you're like, oh yeah, he looks like a fucking bitch in- yeah. NCAA, he can't he can't play against Duke or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. like against a regular person, this guy is yeah. crushing everyone. That's what it was like seeing Bobby just like completely intimidating some guy at a bar. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. in the mafia he's a fucking loser. Right, but this guy is going, he could fucking. Put fear in any regular person's heart. And no, it's The way he like
3: threatens the guy is even clever. Like he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, you know, if that was me, I'd I put a bullet in my head here, <laughs> <Yeah>. here, <laughs> yeah. and here, and here. You're like, oh shit, that was
4: that was good. Yeah, yeah. so I much have, more than what you think Bobby is capable of. It's yeah, cool. yeah. Already's got 184's vote. I think it's a mistake.
7: Pension's been ripped off for the last 25 years.
4: I'm sure you guys got grievances, but Dick Hoffman. What do you owe this guy? It's all talk. He's out of touch with reality, Dick. You'd think if push came to shove, I'd give a fuck about you.
0: I know what you're trying to do.
4: You look like a smart guy. I can see why your local puts their faith in you to do the right thing. (laughs) I'm just saying, if it was me, I got kids that depend on me, like yourself. And to waste my votes on somebody like Dick Hoffman, I might as well put a bullet in my head here, here, and here. I mean, he's threatening
2: his kids multiple times in this scene. Like, he's like, (laughs) oh, you've got that nice family van out there. And then he's just like, if it were me, I mean, I have kids who depend on me. And at first, you know, I didn't even, like, read that as threats. And then I realized, like, oh, he's mentioning this saying, like, your kids uh you know that are gonna be left without a father is, uh, he sounds uh, like a pretty he, badass he sounds like yeah. a DNC
3: staffer explaining why some delegate should stay with Hillary and not <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you what this guy Bernie he doesn't care about you yeah, yeah. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: yeah it's, this seems so good. And is great in this episode too it's like it's like he's he he's a, just a little better. Than you think he's going to be, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like at the beginning, it's like you know he's fine and Buckleat. at the at early stages, you don't think he's going to be much more. That character very easily could have just disappeared and no one. Yeah, would've, he's would've a
2: punchline for the most part. Like, you, yeah, it, yeah, he, yeah. He's just
4: like a guy you you
2: you kind of expected to just kind of be a side character who really totally. fucking comes into his own.
4: And this this uh, yeah. is the first time that they're like, because like you got to think Steve Sharippa is like they didn't know that they were casting somebody who was going I mean in, in this episode yeah. alone it's a cr- he's doing a lot of acting like hard yeah. acting like he goes from like being super depressed and he plays it well and mm-hmm. i think it's the kind of thing where it's like if they knew if they knew bacala was going to end up where he ends up by the end of the series and this is his big turning point yeah. you kind of think like would they cast someone who was like you know, just a guy who's kind of getting a start and playing a lot of like big Guido roles. Or yeah, I know he played a Guido, with Guido. More... He was
2: in C Spot Run as yeah, a
4: gangster. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah. he kind of I guess it's like he he sort of like rises to the occasion, and it's like because sometimes, especially I think later on, some of the like you know the the child actors that grow up, it's like mm-hmm. ah, yeah, they're but a there little was... out of their element. There's but like yeah. Bacala does a great
3: job. I, I mean, there's so many like morbidly obese uh actors who would be like otherwise unemployable who really got to stretch <laughs> their wings in the Sopranos. Yes, like, this, is, this is my shot. Yeah. This could be the only chance I ever get.
4: Totally. I mean Vito yeah. does great act. I mean, his yeah. arc is crazy and he does oh, he's a, the beast. He, best he arc. fucking crushes it. Yeah. Um very, very good acting
3: in that. Including episode. in this episode where he only has he only has to do one <laughs> oh, thing. Oh my god. So, this, this is <laughs>
4: I so love it. The fat guy <laughs> so fat good. guy breaking a chair is one of the most iconic just uh-huh. guttural laughs in the world. I can tell you, as a fat man, my whole life, it's one. It's a constant fear. Uh-huh. It's like it's like I know I have to inspect the chairs. I mm-hmm. have gotten got where it's like the chair is fucked, and anyone would have broken it. Right. But I happen to do it, and it's so much funnier when a fat guy does. It. It's not even close. So, it's not even close.
3: Yeah, and like that's the thing. I mean, after last episode, which is called the weight. I, mm-hmm. I, I, and so many fat jokes about Vito. I feel like David Chase really just loves writing fat jokes for these yes. guys. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: He's like the fucking Imbruges guy with little people. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. like that dude loves making fun of uh, dwarves and fucking David Chase loves making fun of fat people. And there's a lot of fucking great fucking uh, Vito fat jokes. Once, uh, The first one was he orders a, a Nachos Grande and a Diet Coke, <laughs> which is like a classic <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, yeah. like sure. fat guy joke. Um, I and then of course falling in, you know, off uh, breaking the chair. I also love that he just randomly, random aside to aid. He just goes, "You should play Skinner." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really endeared me to him a lot. That's just well, when well, Aids...
4: Yeah, is Vito the guy involved in the? before and way before joke? Is it him and Bacala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. The, one of the best. Just such yeah. a good joke. Just yeah. <laughs> another classic <laughs> from Paulie. But
3: yeah, that's when AIDS realizing that, uh, you know, running a mafia-owned, managing a mafia-owned nightclub might not be the most fun thing yeah. ever. Is that, they, you mm-hmm. know, they just show up, kick her mm-hmm. out of her office, order food that they're for sure not going to pay for. Never, never going to pay go for Go <laughs> into her, her office and then break her chair and then mm-hmm. don't tell her about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. Yeah.
3: That's like a su- classic Sopranos thing. Is that my favorite thing about them is that, you know, they do this high minded prestige drama, but they don't avoid the easy good jokes. And mm-hmm. uh, totally. yeah, just like uh, Adriana uh, fucking falling out of her chair when she's trying to convince uh, Christopher. Oh, it's is so
2: perfect. I, perfect. I, have yeah. a, I, I have a clip of that. But
7: why do they have to come here? I don't understand.
4: This place isn't bugged. The cops and the feds don't know about it. Probably in time, they will. Until then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit.
2: (laughs) The immediate laughter. The fact that he's just like, like instinctively could not hold back the laugh because it's fucking funny. And Like being
4: annoying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Second- <laughs> he's so happy to laugh at her he's like shut the fuck up and it's like yeah. god is basically like yeah you're a fucking idiot <laughs> that's what. that's how christopher sees it
2: but those are the two things like a uh, like a fat dude or uh just a fat person falling on, uh out of a broken chair is funny and also a really hot girl falling off a broken chair <laughs> yeah. is yeah. funny and Absolutely.
3: i also think it gets to the root of what the mafia is which is just like a a group of grown men <laughs> who don't ever have to out Grow like being uh, like doing like frat boy jokes like they they're in a grown man fraternity and they can continue like giving people shitty nicknames and Mm -hmm. uh doing practical jokes their entire life. It's it's
4: just it's just fratty bullshit that keeps growing exponentially because it's like the macho bullshit turns into literal murder Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it's it's like everything just gets fucking ratcheted up like a hundred a hundred times. Yeah, I know Adriana and this the this is such a fuck. This is what's it's. Honestly, of everything in the show, this part is the hardest for me to rewatch. Like this arc, yes. the Adriana. Because yes. to me, it's like, it's, th- she really doesn't deserve this. I no, mean, like a lot doesn't. of people don't. And it's like, it's the fucking feds. It's like, as despicable as the mafia is, I them targeting Adriana, who is mm. like some dumb girl who's mm-hmm. unfortunate enough to be born. She's the April's like, you know. Niece. Uh, niece, niece right yeah. so she's unfortunate enough to be born into this her mom's an alcoholic she, mm-hmm. all she knows is this stupid fucking life yeah and some fucking murderer heroin addict mm-hmm. is like she's involved with him her life is bad enough yeah now yeah. they're gonna involve her what the fuck you don't try and get christopher it's like the fbi is is more despicable like the fbi yeah. targeting adriana to me is like 1a 1b ralphie like killing yeah. the the stripper like yeah, it's that yeah. much they're doing the exact well, not the exact it's, same thing, no no but it but, is it's the same type
2: of fucking extortion and exploitation that and the mafia nothing. does okay she yeah. runs
4: a fuck i mean she did fuck i know they had to throw that in there like the cocaine subplot where she had to like didn't she like try and cover something up later on where they really have her or something but yeah but the, it's, it's all like, because of them yeah. you know what i mean yeah. Like it's all because she's like on edge and they're fucking
3: and she and is stupid enough to think like the, the entire show is just Christopher being kind of shitty to her and being mean to her and talking down to her. And yet mm-hmm. she still thinks deep down that Christopher is going to pick her over Tony.
2: No. Yeah. She's, she's not, she's not a smart person and it, it makes it all the more tragic that she gets caught up in this. Cause like she has no idea what to do. She's being pulled in like multiple yeah. different directions. Um, and, and there's no like, good so-
4: thing. There's no good thing.
2: And it's super fucked up the way they treat her like even like the you know the uh the FBI agent who like first tricked her who was Danielle uh yeah. like she she ends her you know entire tenure on the show by going up to Aid and going you know that thing we talked about with the the little ones the little creatures good luck with that like good cold she's going to die fucking ice. <laughs> you, yeah. 50,
4: you gave her a 50/50 shot at light. like there's cancers yeah. that have better odds <laughs> than what you're giving her <laughs> And you're like, good luck with that. Yeah, just, good
2: luck with that. They're
4: dispi- its really despicable. It's one thing if you treat a fucking murderous mob guy like this, right? Yeah, like be me. You know, when they're when they're shitty to pussy, I get all this shit. I get it, but it's like this is just an incredibly unlucky woman that you have fucking that you are extorting yeah. the same way the mob does to other people. That I yes. just happen to have the misfortune of being in their in their clutches. Yeah, so in fuck, their fucking Fuck orbit. the FBI yeah. more so than the mafia who. The FBI does no good jokes, and they don't get any pussy. So, yeah, in that that's right. in that sense, and the food is much worse. So, in that sense, this show clearly shows us that the mafia is better than the FBI. No,
2: yeah, the FBI is uh, f- will forever be the real gangster. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. But, but yeah, so uh, you know, so eight storyline. You've got her like being hassled by the FBI. You know, while she's like getting her hair done and shit, yeah. and uh, and you've got her trying to fucking trying to convince Chrissy to get out of the life. And, like, right. w- one of the things she does is, like, there's a scene where she's supposed to go to dinner with Chrissy. And this is the, one of the most relatable scenes um, for me uh, in The Sopranos where she fakes sick so yep. she can get out of dinner. And... <laughs> And Chrissy immediately uses it as an excuse to shoot up heroin. This yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The
4: second something goes even kind of bad, <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, like, no, "Well, I'm doing heroin now." Yeah,
2: yeah. And he just goes, "Nothing ever goes my way." And it's yeah. like, uh, you just said about how a lot of things are really going your way, dude. Like you said, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. sitting at this fucking table. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, do you oh, think when Polly? He, yeah. When he
4: fucking when yeah, Polly doesn't get the invite. Him and mom yeah. don't get the invite. But when he is like talking to her and he's like. She's like trying to convince him to move somewhere else. She's like you could you could be hurt, you could be killed and he's like fucking negative shit. He's, yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like mad at her for he's for her negative thinking yeah, where it's like yeah. even though the FBI is making her say this, this is all very reasonable shit to say. Yeah. And then he wow. talks about the bird, you know what I mean? Oh, the yeah. Bird. The a, bird. He's I have... like, I got that hanging over me, and I don't need you, too. It's just his logic is so fucking beautiful. And yeah. he's imperially so fucking good. Christopher is such a great character.
1: I was thinking, maybe we should try someplace else. I saw this thing on TV, a tour of this house in Santa Barbara.
6: You're burning the butter. Well,
1: let's be honest. What's our future here, Christopher? You, you could end up in jail or something horrible could happen
3: fucking negative
6: shit stop with that
1: if somebody could have it in for you you wouldn't know who I don't know
6: what the fuck kind of shit is this who told you that nobody I had
4: that fucking bird watching me when I got made I'm already under a what do you call it so <laughs> stop with that
7: I worry about you that's all I love you so
5: much
3: so if you let me stir my eggs,
7: <laughs>
5: true. I mean, awesome
3: I mean, if you're going to be in the mafia, it would be hard to have someone there telling you all the things that could potentially happen. Yeah, yeah, second. yeah.
4: I mean, he's made already, right? Like this is a conversation to have before he gets made. Like when he's right. made, he's made, and it's like,
3: yeah, you know. Well, she you're... didn't think about the downsides until she literally got caught by the FBI.
4: Right, right, right. Yeah, she, those those downsides come in like you know when you're Carmela, basically. Um, uh. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like I just still, I just feel so bad for her. It's just yeah. such that's it's the it's like a character that I just like this. It like rewatching these episodes, like this, it just rips. And she's like clearly just getting destroyed by it. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets like you know she's like gets IBS from it. and She's clearly <laughs> yeah. un, under so much. She's just shitting all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah. She's just what a what an end to a person who really doesn't deserve no does she doesn't deserve, deserve any
2: of it and you know it's and she's really hot so it makes it she's sad.
4: unbelievable bro this might yeah. be the hottest person doing heroin on screen yeah this might be the most the <laughs> most you can beat off to a person doing yeah. heroin might be mm-hmm. this scene in this episode she looks inc- <laughs> she's got the red bra on she looks, oh, she looks great she Matt, looks
3: great how did you feel about the realism of the heroin scenes
2: In this episode, you have Adriana obviously, like, shooting heroin and just, like, being sad. And that's kind of, like, the cliche thing. But the great thing was was finding any excuse because that that's what you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like the just nothing goes my way and just immediately being like F- you know what time to shoot heroin after <laughs> yeah. like claiming you've quit a bunch
5: of times is <laughs> just
2: like oh it's so it's so beautiful and and that continues out uh, like through the rest of the season the next episode you have uh chrissy uh shooting heroin and having oh, to go yeah. to work and it's yeah. uh, it's so but great he's got but the,
3: the gear bag and he's got the little uh, spoon. He's very organized about it. Yeah. He
2: is. It's interesting, too, because it's like that's the kind of world that they're in where, like, I mean, I can't imagine back when I was fucking using, like, having a gear bag that was just like in a drawer mm-hmm. you know just right. be like oh you know don't open that drawer it's got all my heroin in it you <laughs> yeah, know yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like i i like that he was in like a relationship with someone where this is something they could share i mean that's actually a recipe for a long-lasting relationship so yeah. you know <laughs> good good for them
4: it is uh, sad i mean that that those two people without the mafia. Honestly would have been perfect for each other. I know. Like it's it's it's, they really were and it's like you can tell in the later seasons, like Mm -hmm. when Chrissy Chrissy's fucking married to another like that he does he did love Adrian. Like that is it is super tragic. I mean one of my favorite scenes in the entire fucking series is where I think I think is it after she tells him? I don't remember when it is, but mm-hmm. they're having a discussion about what jobs he could have. Uh-huh. And he, uh-huh. they mentioned like modeling. And he's like, yeah. he's like, nah, the people modeling are too fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah right. And she's yeah. just like, you're so right. Like <laughs> they both agree he could be a model, but yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. afraid that the gay guys uh, in modeling would try and fuck <laughs> right.
1: him. And it's like,
4: and they're just so on the same page. And there is, she's yeah, so gorgeous. Perfect. And he's just some fucking dumb Guido. And then she just <laughs> loves him so much. And they just align. It's, uh, you know it's it's very sad, yeah. Um, but. but let's
2: get into uh, let's get into Ralphie. This is the final storyline. Ralphie it. and Pio Mai, uh and then you know that which intersects with like Tony and Carm's thing. But for the most yeah. part, the Tony and Carm thing is just another episode where they're talking about investments, and I don't really give a shit. Same it's like. like it's it's interesting in that like it's like oh you know like Carmela is trying to like get some financial independence, but beyond that, I don't really
5: care
4: there's two reasons i care a little bit it's because mm-hmm. the first one is how funny it is when tony tries to sneak it by her that he doesn't <laughs> want to sign the one she really cares about <laughs> yeah. he signs the like two bullshit ones and he's like well oh, that'll that ought to do it and just tries to, like eat cereal and she's like well she won't notice and then he's like yeah. i gave you two out of three which is yeah, like just right. not how that works at all the so way that was answers hilarious. Is,
2: is uh you know float like a butterfly sting like a bee yeah, and it's like you're not reading the room dude she's yeah, mad as fuck
4: it's so funny how he tries to like charm his way through it yeah. and the second reason is because we get an opportunity to get that hot piece of ass cousin Brian in the mix more. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that motherfucker is a yeah. joy to look at are you kidding me <laughs> when he later on when he's just like getting head at the like fucking bottom, when he's going full oh mm. he He's, him, he's one of the few guys that, like, gets corrupted by the mob in an awesome way. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't really harm him. Like, no, he yeah. Never, he just parties with them and he, like... He does it for the right reasons. His, yeah. He does it because
2: yeah. he's not doing it to earn money. He's doing it to get pussy. And that's the only <laughs> yeah. reason to be near the mafia.
4: <laughs> exactly.
2: Like, because then Dude. you'll be safe. Like, you might catch something, but it's, like, I mean, that's that's a, a risk anyways, no matter what yeah. you're doing. But the fact that he's, like, just using his mafia connections to get his dick sucked, you're just, like, yeah, that's you're doing it right. Right, you're going to win. Awesome. But yes, um, the,
4: But the more, much more interesting is is Tony Ra- I mean, the of My Thing is so interesting. And to see it start up is is great. Just their, yeah,
3: just their predatory yeah. nature. I mean, the problem with uh, the last episode before this was, uh, you know, I don't think it showed Tony or any, it didn't show them in a negative enough light. And I think mm-hmm. The Sopranos is usually super good at that. And like this episode is perfect was that, was at that. La-
4: I'm sorry to, to cut you off. Was that the Columbus Day episode? No, it was oh. um,
3: the one after the Columbus. It was the the wait about, uh, it's about Johnny Genie
2: Sack and the joke and like. Oh
4: my god, that's a great. One. That's a yeah. Fun, yeah. That's a fucking classic. <laughs> god damn. But yeah, this one definitely shows. This Tony really seems like a piece of shit. Yeah. in a way that, that it's like in new and interesting ways. To, yeah, like
3: a multifaceted I mean? piece of shit. Because it's totally. like in the one hand, you know, he's like clearly an animal lover and uh, that's very much yeah. his like soft spot. So like an easy way to do this would just to have him like, oh, Tony's got like a soft side. But it's also he's just, he has like the predatory thing that he can't turn off where mm-hmm. he, oh. it's just like, you know, if, if you put a beaver anywhere, they're going to try and make a dam. It's like if you put <laughs> Tony anywhere, he's going to try and take a, chunk of a thing that's not his and totally. to continue to ch- keep chiseling more and more money out of it even when it even when it starts uh, like as a gift dude yeah.
4: that when he the second time they win right so it's like we're yeah. introduced to them you know it's like the first race is all exciting and everyone's having fun time yeah. but the second time Where they win, and Tony will not put his hand away. That is so fucking great. It's, fuck, like, he keeps it out the second time. Oh, yeah, 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 Puts his hand out for the initial one, keeps it out after, and Ralphie's still smiling, and then the third, I mean, he keeps it out for a third handful. It's like, he's straight up extorting him.
2: If you're fucking cousin Brian, that's got to be the most awkward thing you've ever witnessed is a yeah. guy who's yeah. like, he's not satisfied with the gratuity that he's getting. Right. Like for, for giving a, a tip that wasn't even a tip because they were going to do that no. anyways. They no were gonna- tip
4: whatsoever. He got completely lucky.
2: Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, let the horse run fast, and it's like, yeah. he thinks he deserves money from it, but it's like he's he's in a perfect position. Like this is coming from someone who doesn't own a dog, but is a dog uncle to multiple neighborhood dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like he is a horse uncle. He doesn't have to clean up after it. He doesn't have to pay for it or nothing. He just gets to like reap all the rewards from it, and uh and you can tell that like he fucking. He loves animals more than he loves humans. But it's not is... like
3: regular animal, because like I think of myself as like an animal lover. But that's why I have like right. dogs and shit, and right. you know, I pet people's cats no, or whatever. He likes ducks La- and horses. Yeah, he likes <laughs> yeah, ducks yeah, yeah, and yeah. horses. And the goat. The goat had like the best fucking the cameo goat. of this entire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> episode. Don't touch the, the goat. goat. He bucks.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what?
2: And then they explain that horses have like horse friends. Yeah,
4: and my the- <laughs> <Hi, laughs> horse like- friends. <laughs> Just get a goat hanging out with the horse is well, fucking that,
3: rules. There's something. Yeah. I mean, like different types of animals being friends. Like, there's a reason that that's like a staple of internet videos because it is always mm, it's Im- awesome. immensely inter- entertaining. I remember going to uh, like a goat farm to buy, like, cheese or something, and they just have, like, llamas there, and I guess, like, mm-hmm. they they keep the they keep a few llamas with the goats because llamas are so fucking mean that they scare away the coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't know that. And so you go in there, that's and it's awesome. just a bunch of goats, and then there's, like, a random llama in there that's just hanging out. It's, it's always yeah. enjoyable to watch.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah, But just... Ralphie here is just like understanding how fucked he is. And you yeah. see the seeds of him realizing I got to fucking kill this horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he doesn't, he doesn't think about like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's so irrational what happens to Ralph. You know how Tony fucking, it just flips on him. He, he can't even, he can't calculate how much Pio oh means to Tony. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. He sees the like, I got to get out of this. This is too much. I'm in, I'm in mm-hmm. too deep with Tony. Uh, which the thing I was unclear about is like does Tony actually like buy a part of it at all? Like, no, it, no 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 he's, right? just, he's skimming just off like, the top of he it. just weasels
3: like, his way into it I this think. is his
4: yeah. first time the
2: the episode ends when he like co- goes to comfort the horse and pay the vet is the first time he's ever paid money. yeah, I think it's just this right. horse. Well,
3: well because this horse is like a money making venture for Ralphie Ralphie has to kick up to Tony because Tony is just like the head of their thing right.
4: Yeah, I thought, I thought it was the thing of, like, Ralph does a, a show of good faith to be like... Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was and to then, do it yeah, as a yeah, friend yeah. at first. Yeah. He was like, yeah. hey,
2: just to show you, you know, as a sign but I was of, just, like, respect and friendship. Yeah, I was just unclear
4: this- <laughs> because it would have made it even funnier that he doesn't want to... Because it goes from... Uh, the scene goes from he telling Carm he doesn't have $10,000, which is, like, he has 10. There's no way he can't get 10 grand. But then it goes I- immediately to the racetrack, which, to me, I'm like, did I miss him, like buying ten thousand dollars worth of a horse just to like to make it <laughs> to make him even more of a piece of shit to Carmela. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. But it's like he tells her he doesn't have any money. I mean, I'm sure he's gambling thousands yeah. of dollars and
3: shit. No, for I sure. mean my, he's got the money. My take on this was just that Ralphie Ralphie is Adriana but he know like he's smart enough to know what people are trying to do. Like he's like the yeah. worldly version of, of Adriana. Cuz like if Adriana was smart as soon as mm-hmm. the mafia started hanging out at her club she would burn that shit down. Uh, yeah, cuz yeah, 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 it's yeah, going to yeah. cause her nothing but trouble. And so like yeah, Ralphie as yeah. soon as he sees the writing on the wall that like Tony is muscled in on this horse, he's kind of like, "Well, I don't want anything. Like if this horse dies, it would be the greatest thing that ever happened to me cuz exactly. then I have to yeah, deal with yeah. all this bullshit anymore." Totally.
2: Which is which Brings me to my favorite um, character in the show, other than the goat, who is great. Um, this is the trainer. She uh, no, you. the trainer is I great. Love her. but it's, it's <laughs> who, who it's, by the way,
3: Ralphie calls Senor for some reason. Senor, yeah, awesome. such a dick. Should, it's like yeah. a, it's, a, it's a female non-Hispanic, and he's like Senor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, he calls yeah.
2: he calls uh, the jockey a pygmy fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but no, my favorite character is uh, Ralphie's Maid. Oh, who, uh, yeah, yeah. She Ralphie's rocks. Maid makes a series of phone calls that happen after uh, the horse gets sick that are just... I fucking love it so much because of, uh, number one, saying Mr. Ralph... As, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a title <laughs> yeah. just is very funny to me but also just like wh- listening to whoever is i don't know if it's the same actress who was you know playing her in real life who was also on the phone but it's uh it's uh, a couple of my favorite phone calls ever on the show i have a i have a clip
7: hello i need to speak with mr ralph it's your maid. Because the horse is very very sick and he put a, the horse in my name and he said I won't get in no trouble but the horse doctor won't do nothing because Mr. Ross don't pay the money he owes it to him and the horse made to die and I, I don't know what
1: to do <laughs> Hold on your horse is sick and the vet won't do nothing until he gets paid. These
6: guys no compassion for the fucking animals whatsoever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the
4: horse well, made
6: to
3: die is just
6: brilliant. The
4: horse writing. made to die. The horse
2: made to die. And, yeah. uh, just like, and the horse doctor. I just love the horse doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so Ralphie at that point gives the maid. Uh, Tony's phone number, which is like that's kind of wild
4: move too. Yeah,
2: ballsy as shit. Because like you know, if Tony didn't know before that Ralph was feeling some like resentment for the fact that he he keeps like giving him shitty tips and keeps expecting money for the horse, like he knows it now, and that leads to the second phone call that she makes to Tony, which I, I also have a clip of.
7: The horses stink. And- Whoa, sh- Mr. Ross, how <laughs> stupid! <laughs> the horse
6: is very sick, and she came to call
5: because
6: they needed the well, money. But slow down! The horse is sick. The poor boy. He made to die, and the doctor he wants
2: to nothing until he gets right, the money. Tell him I'll take care of it. He wants to nothing
6: unless he gets the money.
2: <laughs> oh, she deserved the fucking Emmy for that. Just- I also
3: loved uh, Carmela's passive aggressive blow drying in that scene where oh, yeah. she pretends not to hear Tony say that he sh- that she should close the door, but but she clearly hears every word of their conversation. After yeah, him. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also some great AJ like what what AJ's new metal phase is. In oh, this. love it. He's cr- oh. I don't know what he's cranking, but it's horrific. It's it's, oh, it's de- de- deicide best.
3: according to the uh, Wikipedia page.
4: Deicide, hell yeah, dude. Yeah oh it is it's
2: fucking wonderful just like him embodying his musical taste as he gets older just like just goes right to my heart like yeah he was a, he was a new metal kid like me and i god bless him for that <laughs> um
4: I, I, I missed that
2: oh it's the best era of music the era. <laughs> <The best laughs> era. we just broke stuff um but uh yeah and then uh so tony goes over he pays the vet or you know the horse doctor and then he sits by the horse, and the goat shows up, and he just has like a little moment where, um, you know, he's hearing Dean Martin singing a fucking horse
3: song. A moment of, yeah, yeah, a moment yeah, of yeah. bliss, like Stab walking around the East Side on mushrooms. Yeah.
4: Absolutely, yeah. bro. He was, he's, I, I, you could see Tony's having the best time he's had in like who knows a year. Yeah, he's happier th- than he's ever been. He's
2: not near any fucking people you know, and he's just fucking hanging out and he's getting to do the thing that all these mafiosos like really want, which is to like play a character in a movie that they love. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) and he's like, he's fucking Dean Martin in that horse movie. And he's just like that song plays, which is, you know, something that he was watching on TV in the first episode of season four. So it's like, you know, Mm. it all kind of comes back to him just like wanting to just, you know, my rifle, my pony and me.
4: And, uh,
2: and yeah, you know, uh,
4: it was. I love uh, that he threatens the doctor too. He's like, "You better hope she gets better, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, he will kill that. Like, oh, 100%. he will. He will absolutely fuck that guy. If it wasn't for Ralph, that doctor might be dying. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, up. He, yeah. I mean that's
3: um, a. I mean that's a ballsy move if you're the veterinarian that you're gonna you're gonna hold out on fixing the horse of the, the mafia mobles. guy until yeah. he pays you like. <laughs> Hope that works out for you, dude. Like, yeah, yeah.
4: Because uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to think the lady told him, right? You got to think she was like, "Bro, this you is the assume. fucking mob's horse. <laughs> like, fucking, do something."
2: Yeah. But then um, again, you know, it's not like the first time we've had like someone in the medical industry on the show think they're they're like, that's true. That's m- true. more powerful than the mafia or like somehow they are immune. Like, uh, like Dr. Kennedy was, Dr. you know, Kennedy yeah. fucking not returning Junior Sopranos phone
4: calls and shit. who's so, on like- trial at the time for being yeah. the mob boss of New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. That is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, that's just what That's what, people in
2: fucking who have like MDs and shit like they're fucking ego monsters that like yeah. they, they think they are immune. But yeah, that leads to um, my favorite uh, moment in the show. It's not the whole scene, but it's my favorite moment. And uh, it is when Junior. Uh, is yes, talking yes. <laughs> when Junior's talking with uh, Janice, and then yeah. as they're talking, oh, yes, yeah, he goes into <laughs> yeah. his pockets. Oh, and yes. just steals his change. <laughs> yeah. From he his tells jacket. Murphy he has to go
4: upstairs. He's like, "I'll bring your jacket. I got to go upstairs and get change." And he just takes it from Murph's fucking uh, coat.
2: Just he's just doing little griffs like while Insane. they're in mid conversation, like it's fucking nothing to him. Like <laughs> he can't just, help it. It's That's second he nature. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "Oh, a pocket. I wonder if there's some money for me in there."
4: <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I my favorite one of my favorite lines is when uh, Bobby has Bobby has decided like. Janice tells him that Bobby didn't do that thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't go extort the guy. And Junior goes, "Each one of us is alone in this fucking." World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just like the nihilism of Junior Soprano. Yeah, he's oh, just so like perfect. we're all alone. We're all gonna fucking die. It yeah. was it's yeah. My, and then another great Junior moment from this episode. I didn't realize both these moments happened in the same episode. Let alone this one mm-hmm. was the fucking uh, um, the court the court sketch that looks, oh, looks yes. like a fucking oh, yeah. turtle yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then he just is staring down the yeah, guy and he's clearly, down. <laughs> yeah he's clearly like bro make me hotter this yeah time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you better make me fuckable in your next courtroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> picture no that shit was so fucking funny vince did you have a favorite or least favorite
3: oh that's a great question um, I mean, I did like the line where Junior says, I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fucking yeah. great. Fodder.
2: Yeah, uh, he definitely uh, like um, it never loses focus in any of the scenes that he's in. No matter what's happening this season, he just keeps reminding people he's on trial for his life. It doesn't matter so that Bobby's wife just fucking wife died just in a car died. accident. And yeah. he's still just like you know, oh, yeah, I'm on top of my life over here, and yeah. it's
3: like, first of all, your life's not that much longer. So let's yeah, not,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I also but like. Oh, so. I, good. I
3: also liked uh, when Tony comes back from the horse races and he's all satisfied and he doesn't he's so he's still on such a high from the horse race that he doesn't even give a shit that carmel is being kind of a bitch and so he just takes his giant plate of meat out of the fridge a whole
4: chicken and put in a fucking jar of salsa uh,
3: was that what that was like i thought it was cold cuts and mustard i couldn't i couldn't tell what he was eating i'm pretty sure
4: it was a fucking whole chicken if i'm not mistaken (laughs) i think i because i had the exact same moment Vince i was like what the fuck is this cocksucker eating yeah yeah, and i'm pretty sure that's what but Whatever it was, he dipped a shit ton of meat in <laughs> some kind of full jar. Like, he yeah. didn't take a little bit. He yeah. just dips the meat directly in the fucking jar. Yeah, that, yeah. the
3: salsa thing makes sense because, I mean, when I initially thought saw it, I thought it was a big plate of cold cuts. But then if it was a chicken, the foil on top would have made sense. But in my mind, he was just dipping, like, giant pieces of rolled up meat into like this jar of mustard and i was like who the <laughs> fuck has a jar of mustard that big yeah. like i don't know but, I like but it might be though. his
4: snacks are some of the most that's That's another thing this fucking show gets right is like a fat guy snacks at the end of the night when it's just him. There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no putting on airs. There's no just you. It's just you. It's a fucking big. He eats Sundays with like cereal, (laughs) yeah, and like like whipped cream (laughs) on his stomach. He's just got the whole chicken and he's (laughs) dipping it direct. That's what you fucking do when it's one a.m. and you're alone and it's like yeah. my roommate's not gonna fucking see me. My mm-hmm. girlfriend—it's like this is just me. They nail a fat guy having a good ass time. Every <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, time. yeah. And uh, I would say, all in all, I'd have to give this episode a B plus, solid B plus. Vince, yeah. What would you give this episode? Ooh,
3: of? that's a tough one. I mean, I, if I had to think about it, just off of the top of my head, I, I I'd say solid B plus.
2: Stav, um, if you had to rate this episode. <laughs> On a scale of B plus to B plus.
4: Oh, okay, all right, I see what we're doing here. <laughs> what? I would give it a high B plus, I guess. Okay. Let me put yeah, it that way, sure. I would give it a yeah. as the high. Well, I would, I would give it the A minus of B pluses. Let me put uh, okay. it. Okay, all right. But so it's a B... definitely a B plus, but yeah. the A minus of B pluses. <laughs> yeah, it Fair is enough. a B plus though. Uh, yeah, for sure.
2: I think um, uh, if we average out all of our scores, yeah, that's a solid B plus of an episode. Solid B plus. Solid <laughs> B plus. Great episode. Uh, and <laughs> and this has been a great episode of uh, Potty Yourself a Gun. Thanks so much for uh, coming on, man.
4: Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Where can
2: where can people uh, find you on the internet?
4: Uh, Stavi baby on Twitter, S T A V V Y baby, uh, and also Stavi baby two on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I got a bunch of podcasts I do come to, I do, I do a basketball podcast called Pod Don't Lie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully I'll be out in a fucking bout. I'll be on tour. I'm. I got my second Vax coming up at the end of the month. Oh, nice! And Ooh. I'm trying to get the fuck out there. I'm trying to do some stand up, eat some pussy, and just get, <laughs> get 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 rolling, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, let's. uh If you're a woman who wants to who watches The Sopranos and finds yourself mm-hmm. wanting to be manhandled by a fat man with <laughs> with with unearned self confidence, which is... I got good news, baby yeah. girl. The tour is coming up soon. You're like a, so your hit own the little DMs. You're. Your <laughs> own little
2: you're know, like a mini fucking Gandolfini right here yeah.
4: Just... one of the high highlights of my life was uh, a girl on tinder we matched and it was like you know sometimes I'll, I'll sometimes I'll get undeserved pussy from people that like I, I'm very famous in like in, in like For 2% of people, they think I'm really famous, right? Like, very specific Mm -hmm. internet people don't understand I'm not. I'm just a podcaster who has, like, Mm -hmm. a bunch of Twitter followers. But for a certain subset of people, that's real fame. This girl, (laughs) we matched, and she came over. And I I assumed she's like, oh, she must be some, like, online-obsessed person that just wants to fuck because she, like, you know, likes podcasts. She had never heard of – she had no idea who I was, didn't know I did comedy. And it came up in the conversation, and she was like, oh, yeah, I really like The Sopranos. But I can't watch it because because re- Tony reminds me too much of my dad. Oh, and I just shit. started doing some math.
5: And I was like, oh, dude. Oh, by fucking
4: Freud. If we're getting Freud in here, she she fuck her dad is Tony Soprano. She wants to fuck me because I remind her of Tony Soprano, mm-hmm. who then reminds her of her dad. Oh man. I, it was the big, greatest compliment I'd ever and at the time, this was mid this was like right when we first opened up getting pussy during the quarantine. This was like May or something. And I was like fatter than I am now. My hair was literally like at, Sup- at Tony Soprano length. I'm growing my hair out. So it was like this weird little fucking half, you know, like, and I was like, oh, I just had a mustache. My pictures were just me grilling meats, shirtless, fat and shit. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. This I'm putting out some, I'm, this is the best fucking compliment of my life. That's amazing. That this girl with daddy issues. I sort of, by the transitive property, remind her of Tony Soprano.
2: Oh, I had the opposite experience where I dated this girl who kept saying she had a Jew fetish, and then, but she also <laughs> kept hitting me, and then, <laughs> and then I, when I went to her, her apartment, uh, her room was filled with posters of Jerry Lewis, and I knew oh, that, like, no, she, yeah, she, her fetish was for like pathetic Jewish <laughs> yeah. men who she could humiliate, and so
4: it was. She's like, can you cross your eyes when you fuck me? Please? <laughs> <laughs>
2: when, when you come, can you say "Goyim"?
5: Oh, oh no! Uh,
3: Stavros, thank you so, yeah. so much for coming on the podcast. Of course, boys, thanks for having. Me. Did we? uh and, do you want me to play a voicemail? Because we we t- we give the number out, but we rarely play the voicemails that we get.
2: All right, let's let's do it. You know, this is the, we haven't voicemail. done it in so long.
3: Hey, Matt and Vince, just binging my way through the podcast
2: now, and I'm gonna have to follow along month to month like everyone else, I guess. So just cashing up, I just listened to your season three finale, Army of One, and when you guys were speculating on why they set uh, Jackie hideout in Boonton, when that clearly is not a project town, I think the only reason was just to hear Silvio say, he's in a housing project in fucking Boonton! And they just <laughs> thought that was the best, funniest-sounding town
0: it was just for that Silvio delivery.
2: Anyway, that was all. Good luck
3: with the future, guys.
2: All right. Well, interesting theory. Interesting theory. <laughs> there's
4: got to be dumber sounding names in Jersey. There's
3: gotta, <laughs> yeah, right, for right? certain. <laughs>
2: yeah. There's definitely dumber names, but B- Buden.
4: Buden. It,
2: yeah. it does. It sound
4: stupid. I will say.
2: It does sound like a stupid name for a project. Um. So yeah, please send us more of your voicemails. Uh. First, let me just say. Uh. Patreon.com slash Once again, the $8 tier, this is a brand new tier, gets you a shout-out on Pod Yourself a Gun. It's the Pod Yourself a Shout-out uh, tier. And, uh, you know, we had uh, some new ones last week, but this week, nobody, nobody no. went up to... Nobody did it. I'm no all ready went, to
3: give nicknames over here. I
2: know, I know. No. You're ready for, for to give you a mafia nickname, and, you know, it's uh, it would have been great, but you didn't do it but you still have a chance to do it. So patreon.com slash fraudcast, fraudcast at gmail.com uh, for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what's the Google voice number?
3: 415-275-0030. There is actually another person who's just sent us like a voice uh, a, a voice clip if you want to. Uh-huh. you want? <laughs> let's,
2: I- l- let's do it. Fuck it, dude.
3: Yeah. Fuck it.
6: All right. Guys, yeah, this is David from Vienna. Um, yeah, I just have a little anecdote that happened to me the other day this is an international i know from so i was
4: with this chinese <laughs> 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 um
6: in any what case of the- this small italian dally and uh, pretty close to my place uh in vienna and um and they have a like, pretty pretty nice ham and cheese and all kinds of like <laughs> nice products from uh from italy and It makes my fucking
3: mouth water whenever Europeans talk about their goddamn produce.
4: Oh, yeah so much, and special. everything is so much better and the me everything.
3: Yeah. I mean just all with that accent
2: too. We had ham, we had cheese, we had chocolate, everyone <laughs> eating
3: yeah, oh, chocolate, chocolate. We it's had delicious. an espresso
2: and I ate it with a chocolate yeah. cigarette and uh, yeah. <laughs> I ate a chocolate covered espresso bean.
6: And uh, <laughs> so the other day I go over there and I just um I was just looking at the hams they have there and I'm pointing at one of the things and I'm just like, "Oh, what's uh, what's this there?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is like a uh, capicola." Um, and I'm just like, oh, gabagoo. And then he <laughs> just, he was just looking at me like, with, with like really stern face, just not really getting what, what, what's happening. <laughs> so, so it's a bit like awkward. And I just explained to him, oh, you know, like, you know, and then oh, the immigrants no. from um, from Italy in the States, they all speak like, yeah.
2: don't explain, bro. You okay, should yeah, never yeah, explain. Just right. take the L and
6: have a fucking <laughs> yeah. sandwich. Just, yeah. just eat the fucking pay for, pool. pay for the sandwich in
4: shame and silence. <laughs>
6: Like this old-timey Italian accent, which is like mangled and, and doesn't really um, doesn't really sound like it used to be anymore. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was mentioning the Sopranos. He's like, oh, I never really watched that. Yeah. Anyways.
4: This, this guy just detailing him blowing it. Absolutely blowing <laughs> yeah. it with a social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like just one by one all the things he did wrong.
2: <laughs> uh, I love that he plugs the Sopranos to him. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I fucking appreciate it, dude. You got to get more people so to watch this the
3: podcast, Sopranos. So this podcast, and it's very funny. And... Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, other thing is, is he saying Gabagool in German? Like, where is he?
5: Yeah, <laughs> is not like... Austria. Yeah, yeah. that's so a great yeah. point. So he's yeah.
4: speaking like... <laughs> so he's just like, Ashi, <laughs> Like, doesn't make any fucking sense.
2: Yeah, I mean... Listen. The point is, is that he sent us a very good voice memo yeah. in which he he bared his soul to us, and for that we love
5: you.
3: Yeah, and mm-hmm. we appreciate you. We like Please all stories make- about us and the Sopranos. We, we love
2: all <laughs> yeah. stories. Just send us everything, uh, and uh, yeah, Vince, give him the Google Voice number one more time so I can uh, fucking you know sync it up
3: four right, one five two seven five zero zero three zero we also had one we also had one email story is that all right should unbelievable should I do <laughs> it I've been trying to
2: close out this podcast for ten minutes. <laughs> all right go for it sorry fucking shit go dude. for it no, I'm sorry sure a, I'm sure it's a great email. No it's uh, fine. All right. It's fine. Or all right everyone thank you so much again for listening I hope you had a good one, because uh, this is uh, this is a long one, but you're gonna love it. Uh, and until next time, don't stop
1: believing. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.